guys, welcome to Cold Film Interview, the podcast where we discuss the films you love but no one else gets, and we see if they still hold up. Tonight, we're maxing out our madness, and we only got one thing on our mind, and that's vengeance. Because we're talking about Mad Max, so let's start the show. Hey guys, thanks for joining us wherever you are today. Thanks for joining the cult. We really appreciate it today. We're talking about Mad Max, but first... Leave us a review on iTunes. If you do, we'll give you a shout-out at the end of the show. Also, go check out our YouTube page. Subscribe there. Again, I said we were talking about Mad Max. Uh, it was directed by George Miller. came out in 1979. Had a budget of $400,000. Made $100 million of the box office. Was filmed in Australia. Currently sits at a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes. If you don't know what this film is about, in a self-destructing world, a vengeful Australian policeman sets out to stop a violent motorcycle gang. That killed his wife and baby. Yeah. I mean, we'll get into that. If you're wondering who's talking right now, as always, I am joined by Kyle Smith. Hey, how's it going? Chris Wongelbrecht. Hey, what's up? And Michael Salustio. Hey, everybody. Mad Max was Kyle's pick. Kyle, why'd you pick Mad Max? I picked Mad Max because I wanted to watch Mad Max. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. It's a pretty Sometimes, solid all right. reason, all right? Sometimes it's the best reason. I think it's a great I, I think it's a great movie, and I think it's one that I'm surprised we actually haven't covered yet on the show. So I thought let's just do it, I guess. When was the last time you watched this? Uh probably a year and a half ago when I got the because uh, I found the I found the Shout Factory release of it used at Zia like a year and a half ago. So I picked that up. Nope. And anyone not seen this film before? I had seen it, but it's been a decade at least, so I didn't yeah. remember a whole lot. In fact, Road Warrior was the most recent one that I've seen. So it's probably been about seven years, roughly for me. I'll say, yeah, roughly, I think roughly it's roughly been over ten for me too. Yeah, it's been a while. Been so a time. we've all seen it, and you said you watched uh, Road Warrior recently. Well, recently, I've been asking Fury Road as well, but yeah. um, but Road Warrior I watched maybe like a year ago. Just threw it on just to be like, oh, I forgot about this one. Because in discovering this film, obviously, I, I mean, I started with Road Warrior. I, I think I saw it on like TBS. Yep. The first time I saw it. Was it. Always the first on time TV. I saw Road Warrior was um, probably when I was like eight and it was on and Channel 12 at like fucking midnight or 1 a.m. Dude, I feel like this was on TBS at like 1 a.m. I didn't have cable, so this was on yeah. like, I, I saw this on like, you know, regular old TV. Yep. Not the rabbit ears. I'd always catch glimpses of it, like on TBS. Like I feel like every time I passed by the channel, it was like Road Warrior or like some like Joe Bob Briggs thing. Yeah, or th- they played Thunderdome a lot on TBS. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. Was, that when... movie was made for TBS. <laughs> what <laughs> Thunderdome? Thunderdome. It was. It sure was. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about you, Mike? When was the first time that you like, or what was the first the Mad Max series that yeah. I had seen? I think it was Thunderdome. Was it Thunderdome? I think it was. Yeah. See, I feel like this was this was the last one I saw. For me, like in discovering the film series, I feel like I went from this to Thunderdome. Obviously, Fury Road's the last. I actually haven't last. even seen Thunderdome. But I've never seen Thunderdome. 
How? Thunderdome was like always played right after Road Warrior on TBS. I didn't have cable. Never committed to it, I don't think. I probably passed by it, but I don't don't ever think Yeah, I, I just, I don't know what it is about it. It just, for some reason, just never, it was never on my radar. It was like I saw Road Warrior um, and then like just through the years found out that, oh, this is a sequel to Mad Max. So I saw Mad Max um, relatively soon after seeing Road Warrior for the first time. And um, yeah, obviously... Fury Road, which is awesome, and then I came back to Mad Max because I wanted to, because there was a character like the the we talked about this off air, but like the the main villain in in, in Fury Road is is uh, Toe Cutter from Mad Max, so I wanted to revisit Mad Max, kind of see him in this film, you know? Yeah, because well, I I I remember going back because because when I got into like the Mad Max like film series, uh, I went back and watched it because I was like, oh okay, this is like the backstory of what they're always talking about of why he's what he is the right. nomad that he is mm-hmm. because his family was killed so uh, that's why i went back and discovered this film uh but like i said it's been a long time since i watched it and i wonder why that is for me in the series like this is the one i loop to the least does anybody know why like sometimes they call it mad max 2 and sometimes they call it road warrior is there a reason why it's known it's for like called road i Warrior? thought it was called Mad Max 2 Road Warrior. No, I thought it was just called Road See, Warrior. See, everybody no, has a different perspective. There is a, I think there is a poster that is Mad Max 2 Road Warrior. But I, really? I've always, I've always, known, I've it always as, known it as just Road Warrior. I've always known it as Road Warrior, but I think I have seen that poster I've that seen is it, Mad Max 2 Road and Warrior. And I've also seen it listed as Mad Max 2. I mean, it's the same character. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, and then, yeah, I wonder what the official title is on it, but uh, I've always just known it as Road Warrior, which always confused me because I'm like, wait, so Road Warrior is the sequel to Mad Max... And then Thunderdome, and then yeah, then it becomes well. Is it Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? It's Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome. Right. Yes, I'm trying to see what the official so title. Road Warrior. I think is though I thought was the only one that didn't have Mad Max in the title. I I'm, thought so too. I'm seeing posters. It says Mad Max Two colon the Road Warrior. Yeah, and then on at least on Wikipedia, okay. Mad Max Two comes up, but not Road Warrior, which is really weird. Well, I mean, yeah, either does. way. Road Anyways, Warriors who cares? Is. Whatever. Oh. Titles. Yeah, but um. I forgot where we were with all that. Yeah, I know. Oh no, I was just asking, like, I because I didn't know if that was the official, like, what the official title was. But we can segue. Oh, this into... movie is, is Mad Max. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> of, the, of the sequel, so the movie that whatever. you watched is uh, Mad yeah, Max. Yeah, we watched that one. I forgot already. <laughs> uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I always circle back to this one, which is oddly enough. You you said you this usually is circle that... back to Road War. I yeah. always come back to this one. Thunderdome, I don't circle back to as much. Never seen it. Fury Road is probably my favorite. Fury Road is amazing. I feel like it can come up on the show actually at some point. So I don't know if we should talk about it. Is it? Well, is it like off. what about it? What? What do you mean? I think it could. I think it could be on the, the show. Oh, like do an episode yeah. for it? Oh, oh yeah, I mean, easily. I don't know if it's a. I don't know if it's reached cult film status, but it's. I feel like now it's the like fucking Chrome people edition. People love the <laughs> shit out of it, dude. Yeah. Like people love it. It got re-released in black and white. (laughs) That's true. That doesn't happen very often. It's true. Like, so I feel like there's an argument that we could review that someday on the show. So I will Mm. refrain from talking about that movie. (laughs) Okay, that's fair enough. uh, That's because we're here. We're tonight. We're talking about Mad Max. Um, Absolutely. I don't know. It's such a vast. I feel like the world's and maybe it's a budgetary reason. Uh, I think a lot of it does, but like the the world in in Road War, even from Mad Max to Road Warrior, feels so vastly different to me. Oh yeah, absolutely, it's totally a budget thing, dude. Yeah, I mean, look mm-hmm. at it, man. Yeah, you could tell they were just sh- they were shooting on like you the know weekend. Yeah, the weekend, like <laughs> the most empty roads they could find. But like 
it was still like it there there's a couple scenes where um where they're cruising down the road and stuff and you can see like a like a relatively busy cosmopolitan in the background or something and it's just like well i don't think that was on purpose i think at least for me is on accident because again budgetary constraints this movie killed it at the box office. What is it? Three hundred thousand budget and made a hundred million. Yeah. Obviously, he's going to get like a blank check for the next one, or <laughs> or or close to it. You know. Yeah. So. It was. It was like I think they estimate from three fifty to four hundred thousand to make this movie and it made a yeah. hundred million. That's insane. I mean, that's <laughs> like that. I mean, it's a that's. That's what's cool about this movie, I think, or, or I have to praise George Miller for, is that like for a feeble budget like that, he went for a post-apocalyptic quote film. Like that's pretty hard to pull off. But I think where the movie went right though is they it created characters that you were engaged with that right. you actually latched onto. I was actually surprised to find out how much uh, Mel Gibson really doesn't seem like oh he doesn't always seem like the main character in this movie to me at all times. Yeah, he's kind of he's kind of a. Like, I think that's not as strong of a character. I think uh, that's kind of like the brilliance of the design of the Max character though. Like uh, definitely the back half of the movie. I feel like that's when you really get into Max. I don't like know. before the way they that, introduce it's a... him is pretty. It's pretty badass. Pretty intense. Yeah. That you think that he has to be the hero. You know that what? True. This is all really good conversation that we should save, and talk about right after this break. Charlie, they see me, They Keep going. Keep going. We're okay. We got you. We going. What year was it? 1979. Because it's real important. 1979. Just in case everybody oh. was really concerned, we're still in 79. If you want to pull any facts from this, I would say the uh, fact that I made 100 million is probably the most important thing here. Because Budget of 300,000. That's a huge I, success. Of a I disagree, Chris. I think the most important fact is, is that it was cosmic. Oh, yeah, that's so nice. Yeah, really nice. I'm so that's glad sweet. that we're finally giving recognition to Kyle for his picks. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's okay, Mike, because you just keep picking winners, and eventually they'll notice. Boom. That's he, how it works. I mean, he, oh, come on. He picks, like, the heavy hitters. He, he picks some heavy hitters, dude. John, John Carpenter. Well. And now we're going to the Mad Max franchise. Okay. Oh, I feel like I feel like you just... You you somehow summed up two years of picks with John Carpenter and Mad Max. <laughs> yeah. The one it's movie, pretty, uh, the one movie we're, we're recording right now, and then three other films. It was, it was he goes real, for the big names, you know, the Prowler. Backhanded yeah. compliment. Really. Yeah, it was. You really, no, really was. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I mean, what else has he picked? What else has he picked? Yeah, know. why are we talking about Who Mad fucking Max? cares, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go back and go back and check our website if you want to see what else Kyle. <laughs> well, I can tell you one thing: he's the only f- person that's ever picked a kung fu film, which you guys refuse to <laughs> ever want to pick. Yeah, and I'm yet, not. And I'm yet, definitely not picking it. it. Sorry, I fucking liked Ricky. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna get to know things through your love of those things. Mm. You know, there you go. Mm. Yeah. Not memorable enough. So, <laughs> Mad Max. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I'm on. Mel Gibson coming in. Oh, we oh, we're opening up with the with the Night Rider. 
Yeah. 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 On this, he's, he's bad out of hell, screaming down what I think is an Australian highway. Yeah. I don't know. He right? seems like he's on yeah. a ton of cocaine. Dude, that, I, I'll tell you what. the Certifiable crazy. Yep. His look was great, and the, the chick that was sitting next to him. Yeah. That she looked like she was on heroin. Yeah, at the time of filming, <laughs> mm-hmm. like I really believed her performance. Yeah. So I don't know if she was. Yeah, I, I yeah, but it was it was that believable. This inch, this intro scene has like a lot of just awesome energy and kind of sets up the crazy, I guess, of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah, totally. He's he's just spouting off like crazy shit. Like yeah. crazy shit. Which like, it's like it's stuff if you think about it. Like think about again, if we're like I don't want to talk about it too much, but you think about it years down the road, Fury Road, all the shit that those guys are screaming and shit while they're right. They're spraying chrome yeah. spray paint in their mouth and shit, you know? Like one thing that he was screaming that I kind of was trying to piece together through the movie was like so he in the beginning was screaming, you know, uh toe, toe cutter knows me, he knows who I am, or he's saying all this shit, yeah. right? But then later on, it seems like they're kind of like honoring his death when it seemed yes. like he was just trying to be accepted into no, the no, group no, no, or something. No. He says, because he says that this is my theory on it. And maybe, I don't know if anybody else picked this up, right? So he says, like, I'm the chosen one, basically, and talks about Toe Cutter and, and this stuff. My perception of it was, is that is who Toe Cutter was grooming to take his place. Yeah, I kind of got the same vibe. And for that. then when he died, it switched to uh, Johnny the Boy. Yeah, was it Johnny the Boy? No, it wasn't yeah. Johnny the Boy. It was Johnny the Boy. Johnny it was the Bubba. No, no, no. Bubba's, Bubba's the fuck up. Bubba's just Bubba's just the muscle. Uh, Johnny the Boy is who he he basically selects. That's why he had, like Bubba has to go back and get Johnny the Boy. Is because it's basically. I did not get that impression. I didn't get that part at no. all. I thought I actually thought Bubba was the one that was like yeah. next in line. He uh, was jo- like the I thought right Johnny, hand man. Johnny the boy was just kind of like some he was asshole. the fuck up. No, Johnny the boy is Johnny the boy is a fuck up, but Johnny the boy is the next chosen. To I be. did not. I I no because go I got that. It. I got the feeling that Johnny the boy was just someone new in the gang that wasn't hadn't really like. You know, fully initiated. That's like the whole like kill I just thing. Took it as like they were a gang and they looked after their own. I'm just shutting conversations down left and well, right. No. I'm saying that's just yes. how I took it. No, that makes like, sense. Like Knight Rider was this one is of like their the gang, deepest and they look were like, "Fuck," the, you know, like. But Knight Rider seemed to really want the approval of Toe Cutter for some reason in that opening scene. He even says he's the chosen one, though. He says he's the chosen one. Well, that's just because he's on probably coke. I think no. I honestly think it's because he is like, and that's why he's so like they have to go get his coffin, and like they go well, get. I think it, they're just honoring their dead. They don't do it to anybody else. It's not like they pick up anybody else off the road. Who else dies? The fucking two two bikers fly into to uh, a ravine. One gets hit in the head with a goddamn tire from a motorcycle. Yeah, but wait, 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 wait. But you're 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 talking about time. Yeah, at this (laughs) point, at this point, they're like they're on the run from Max. They don't have time to bury their dead. They have time to run and hide. And you know what? I I I want to. When that guy loses his hand, they go chase that hand fucking down fuck yeah they do they go after that hand yeah i really do think it's just that they are a they are a, a gang that like looks after their own they take care of their own as if long you get as in jail t- they will time get allows. you out as long as time allows yeah. Yeah. well i think you guys are entitled to your opinion but mine's a little <laughs> more romantic and mine's a little better thought out so a little more flamboyant i like it <laughs> <laughs> 
So yeah, so then we're also introduced to the other the other cops because we don't see the, our main character right away, right? Known it's, as the Bronze, right? The Bronze. They, yeah. they refer to because the Bronze Shield. Yeah, yeah. So they, um, uh, to me, like that was the overweight one. I forgot his name. I forgot both their names in the voice box one. I forgot both their names, but their car was Big Bopper. Yeah, yeah. Big Bopper goes through some shit in that car chase. Yeah, I mean, I love that they they had a they're fucking they had a. A fucking tagline or a catch a fucking a code name for their car. That's pretty cool. I like that they just kept going. Like nothing could like nothing was stopping that car. I feel really fucking bad that they kept going and they should have stopped because if they if they would have just stopped at that the, the second or third time that the car was like broken down, uh um what's his name wouldn't have a voice but he'd still have a voice box. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have gone through a window and gotten fucking glass and sliced the shit up. Speaking of that scene, like one thing I really uh, liked about and kind of sets up the mood of, of how these characters interact with each other and what kind of world they live in is like when he calls that in, he's basically like, yep, so-and-so got sliced in the neck. Got to bring the meat wagon. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so nonchalant. Like, yeah, we expect this kind of danger, you know, as yeah. uh, living in this world. Well, I mean, shit, yeah. yeah the, one of the big giveaways of that, too, is, like, when we first are introduced to Max and he's working on his car, it's a slow pan across a sign that's, like, Fatality Highway. Right. 54 fatalities this, this year. Be careful, you know? Like, so it's, like, they haven't even attempted to, like, make that highway any more safe. They just notify you how many people have died on this that's highway thus far. That, that, that is kind of the weird thing of this world is, like, and where it's at. Again, comparative to the other movies, right? Sure. Um, this is like there is some semblance still of society. Society's holding on. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. this movie, it's like there's yeah there is some lawless shit going on, but there's still cops, and it seems like there's still decent people in the world who are just trying to yeah you know yeah. be well, good. Max's whole family is like like that is supposed to display that they're still trying to hold on to some peace and See, kindness. Right. I would love to believe that, but they let. I mean, the opening scene is that baby playing with a fucking gun. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I was, I, um, I was telling Mike. I said, like, watch that baby. This whole movie, just pay attention to the baby because it's like they hate it. That baby, like, it fucking vanishes for a while. Yeah, it like does. they they have like a couple, a whole couple's like. Yeah, uh, no montage. Like, oh, where the fuck did that baby go? But then it suddenly it's in the car in the next scene. You're like, yeah, what the like, hell? That's like, so you guys were like gallivanting around ravines just leaving the baby yeah. in the car? I understand it's, it's 19, though, at 79, but she throws that baby in the back. Oh. Yeah. And then it takes off like a bat out of hell. Just like, like swerving and. <laughs> hold on, baby. Just <laughs> <laughs> no, that baby's not holding on to nothing. It's just, but the, that was the thing, too, is like when they cut to it, it's just like sitting there not moving at all. And it's yeah. like, damn, she's like whipping around well, this you, shit. You, you know, this is this is a this is a post apocalyptic wasteland future, Chris. I mean, babies are stronger. You're used to that kind they of got shit. better. They got yeah, better centers tougher. of gravity. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's a wasteland yet. We're definitely not to wasteland. No. We're not there yet. Looks but it's nice. We're in a yeah. pre wasteland situation. We're in a pre wasteland post society. Yeah, yeah. So gasoline has gone. Here's, it started to go completely. That's a scarce. Western. Can I tell you something? Too. Here's something I love about this series, just in general. Even with this movie, it's one of the it's the it's Kyle's horror movie thing with this. You don't know why. You really never figure out. Yeah, you never figure why. out why everything kind of collapses with the shit. Yeah, you never Myst- mystery is so good. You really never figure out why. Yeah, I can't remember. Like I don't remember. I don't think it's they been a while. Say. It's been a while since I've seen the sequels. I don't think it actually gets addressed, does it? But I don't think they ever really say in this movie. They don't say I like. Feel like, do you even? I don't did, think it ever really. Do they even really tell you if they're even on like Earth? 
Wait, that's that's a little too. too no, no, no I'm just saying. Like, do they ever <laughs> actually say like, "Here we are in Australia," or "Here no, we are no, in Cincinnati," no, or "Here no. we are in anywhere"? Nope. Like, for all we know, this is a fantastical version of our own, I, like a completely fictional situation. I'm pretty sure George uh, Jordan Miller said that it's uh, it is Earth in a uh, future where gasoline it goes, where natural resources go completely scarce. Okay, all right. I just I didn't know if it was like a where the because Fury, wor- is. Fury Road, if anything, is just like, oh, it's like it's like it's on fucking Tatooine <laughs> or something like that. I mean, like, oh, that's Utah. <laughs> I know that is. No, it does. It, it does. It looks like it's. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah. And well, even, it's highly stylized. I mean, compared yeah, compared sure. to this. Well, but even with this though, like society wise, even where society's at is more put together than any other of the other oh, ones. Yeah, except for, for sure. maybe Thunderdome. Yeah, Thunderdome well, seems like, like a society recreation as a society. Right? Honestly, like yeah. this this whole like setting seemed fairly peaceful, except for the gangs. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, because there was lawyers. There was obviously a court. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I think that yeah. I, like doing some research and kind of hearing about like the interviews and stuff that he's going for. I think I, I think based on budgetary reasons, like the best way to showcase that society is breaking down is to showcase it as it's a lawless land, and the biker gang represents that lawlessness that has come over society. It's the best way to do it with no budget. Right? <laughs> well, no, right. well, like I was saying uh, earlier, I think to Mike, I was like, there's only like four cops for that area for wherever they're at. There's only like four cops. Pretty much, yeah. but which is not a lot. Well, I'm sure it's a, it's obviously a super dangerous job. So you know, it's like but, well, yeah. Even even the the they have a conversation about that because they even need to like create this badass interceptor pursuit special car for for Matt for Max with the blower and shit on the black car. They had to like create that just to keep him from quitting the job because there's no one else to do these jobs anymore. So they're holding uh, well, on uh, to it. From what I understand too is like the police chief, from what I'm understanding, wants to hold on to him because he he views him as a heroic figure for people to get behind his hope. Yeah. Right. Because he's like such a badass that he always yeah, comes through stop, at the end yeah. and saves the day. It's, it's stop ho- the outlaws. And I understand that because it's like a hopeless world at this point. Yes. Right. Like the world, or I don't like think the law doesn't yet. even work really. Yeah, they just come in and they just grab a guy and they well, just say, yeah. hey, "You're mine now." Everybody was afraid to show up to the trial. Yeah, you know because of whatever might happen. You know because basically, as we're, we're jumping all over the place with this because it's it's, right. it's a lot about the the mood and feel of. Uh, That's what we're talking about right now: the mood and feel of the world. Yeah, but uh, it's. Def- yeah, it's definitely, and then from what it goes from there to what it goes to in Road Warriors, like, yeah, it's like all the plants died. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's like just dirt, dirt yeah. at that point. And everything, like I always thought, I was, I always just linked it to like a nuke. I always thought the same thing. I thought it was some kind of, but but I think it really was just like natural resources have all become completely scarce. I, I, that's how I think it, I see it too. I, I don't yeah. see it as a nuclear weapon. Um, maybe Nothing disease. looks really destroyed too but bad. But then there's the like, question as to why, like, when you get into, like, Thunderdome and, and Fury Road and stuff like that, why is everything a desert? Like, where's all the water? Yeah, water ski, like, water's like, a just big thing. Just because gasoline goes away doesn't mean water. That's what I said, natural resources vanish. Yeah, just, what, yeah, I was like, what, what do you think the, they burned up all the oh, trees? Shit, and, and global it, warming. Oh, that's true. Could be, like, a global, global warming, warming situation. Thing. Yeah, it could be global yeah. warming. Fan theories. Fan theories. Yeah, I like them. Like, what caused... I haven't had fan theories in a while. Because the water thing, the water you bring up water because you have to bring up water now with Fury Road. Well, that's yeah, because that's down under the ground. They pump that up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're, they're but the, it's cl- it's clearly a scarce resource. Source. Absolutely. As opposed to Mad Max, I mean, they're falling into rivers. Like right. Yeah. So there's plenty of there's plenty of plants. 
Yeah, I don't know what the fucking lore is of this. Uh, that, but that's kind of what I, again, going back it's to the whole reason it. you brought this up yeah. was that we don't know, and it fucking hell does it make your imagination go a little yeah, wild. Yeah. It's like, and I don't think it makes my imagination go wild in a bad way. I don't feel irritated by the fact that I don't know the answers. No, that's exactly because with each successive film that I've seen, I may be given a little other piece or a little other window as to what the hell is maybe going on. I don't even think that. Well, I think I feel like from Fury Road, just getting to see them like pumping water up and stuff. I'm like, okay, so wait, what the fuck is going on with this world? You know, I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Fury Road has threw me off this world way more than anything else. But well, it, I mean, but that's where great. all the crazy theories came out about whether or not that's even the same Max, or if it's the kid, the the little mm-hmm. feral kid, yeah, grown up, and he's just taking Max's, you know place and he's the new Mad Mac. Right. It's all this kind of weird shit. But I think it is all because none of these films they're, they're not, so loosely connected right, they're not with like the a one similar character. Yeah. It's just yeah. apocalyptic world and Max. Like that's Pretty kind much, of yeah. what they yeah. Yeah. Which is fine because it's like it's it's three three but, sequels but, spawn from yeah, this. The, the, but, the whole point of this particular film is to set off why Max becomes this kind of Loner, this fucking traveling kind of vagabond, this kind of well, yeah, well, I, I mad and crazy fucking guy, like a vigilante. Yeah, that's a weird thing. Is like I wonder if they ever figured a series from just doing this movie, or it was this movie made a hundred fucking million dollars. You guys got to figure out a sequel. I think like, I think it was all around the character, and I think I think. I th- I think if anything, George Miller uh, was smart enough to know that I established enough about this character in this one, yeah. And so going forward, we can kind of dive into this world that I well, kind great, of fantasized. You know, it's about. a Punisher backstory, man. It's a great backstory. It's a, it is a great backstory, and you don't need any more explanation once you know that. When you look at the Punisher, you look at the Punisher. It's just he's a guy who kills fucking assholes, and he does it because his family was murdered and killed and shit. Yeah. So now he punishes the evil. I mean, let's be honest. He didn't really care about his baby that much, but. <laughs> They killed his wife. Well, here, yeah. here I think that's that's, that's yeah. and his best friend. I mean, what I think they did really well in this <laughs> is, and what I what because I, I didn't remember this movie very well. What I was expecting was that that she got killed a lot earlier on in the film, mm-hmm. and a lot more of the film was him seeking out these people. When watching it this time, I realized he actually doesn't start going after him till the last twenty minutes, it's, right? Yeah, like yeah. of the movie, and it's like. You get so invested in, and I know Cody, you might have a problem with like the actress or whatever, but you do get invested in his family life to some extent. Yeah. And then, like, I actually felt really sad when, like, they both, like, because that's that's pretty brutal. Like, you, she fights her whole way through, like, throughout the film, and then she doesn't end up coming out on top at the yeah. end, you know. And the kid too. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, and I think that I I think maybe this is what kind of maybe this kind of plays into why this character is bit of a badass like you would think it is because this movie spends so much time getting you invested into max as a normal person and then like he fucking snaps you know and then you know why he snaps because they die in such a brutal fucking way so now going forward in each successive film it's like why is this guy like this loner this guy oh i fucking know why and it just gets more compounded as he goes on and it creates this complete disconnect between him and i feel like humanity and the rest of society as Chris was saying, though, I do have a problem with the actress who played his wife. I just don't. Why? I don't like her in this movie. Really? She wasn't the original. No, she was not the original. And the, their chemistry is not very good. Like, I yeah. don't like their chemistry. And I kind of don't like the way that they're written. Because they're very written apart. Like, they, they, they always have to separate them so that she can be in danger. That's true. So you don't, like, you only get that montage where the baby disappears and you're not you're not thinking, like, oh, this lovely couple. couple you're like, oh, where the fuck's the baby? Yeah. 
Like instead of thinking, where's this lonely couple? You're like, where the fuck? Where the baby? Where the where's the, who's babysitting right now? <laughs> like, yeah, I did feel like that was a little bit heavy handed. Like, yes. like like you just like ran from a bunch of psychos, and now you're ready to skip down to the beach alone. Like, yeah. I I don't know if yeah, I yeah. would be. I, I didn't buy well, that for some not, reason. Not only that, like the the other thing I had a problem with too is when she's like uh, yells at him, get in the car. Why? Just get in the car and then they drive off and then she never explains yeah. or you never see it explained. Hey, there was bikers after us and then they seem they do even after it they seem so nonchalant about it. Like, like they even get, they get the cop. Well, the cops said it's okay. Like she didn't just run for her and her child's life. Yeah, <laughs> like, it just like it wasn't. Well, I think that the nonchalant side of it though is is clearly established in the uh, earlier in the film when the chief comes up and tells him, "Hey, that 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 code three the gang says they're after you, and Max like, so I'll just add it to the list of people who are trying to kill me because I'm a cop. So he has this very nonchalant attitude about the whole thing, especially after like people who are lawless. Yeah. And and I will say this, also, for Mel Gibson, Mel Gibson in this movie gets, in my opinion, outshined in this movie until till the end. Like, when Goose is on... When Goose is I on, like Goose. Dude, when Goose is on, on, on the camera and going... You can't. You don't even know. I didn't even notice Mel Gibson was there. I'm sorry. Like he's just. It was a more interesting character. Was just the way it was played. Was like obviously it's a louder character. Max is the quiet. You know. Yeah. Well, they do. Badass, they but. do. I think they want to see that arc though because he's so like kind of subservient to like Goose. Like Goose is the leader. It seems like. Like to me, it's because he even makes a comment. He's like, "Well, you know, when Goose calls me in the morning, I gotta go." Like you know, like he looked up to him in a sense. And then when he died or, you know, got burned or whatever, like Max had to kind of come up and fill that role. Like maybe maybe we knew Max was a badass because it's, the movie's called Mad Max and they play it all up in the beginning and make him look like this awesome dude. But I think Max actually was like a rank lower than Goose. And when Goose died. Think about it this way. Think about it this way. Think about, think about Evil Dead. Think about the first one. Ash is kind of a bitch in the first one, right? He certainly is. And... It's not for the later films. He definitely becomes this strong, powerful badass. You don't even know that Ash is. I mean, if you if you were to watch that film and not you don't even know, know he's in the first one. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you know, he is by the end of it. You're right. Yeah. But like the fr- you think he could be any 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 one of those kids could die. Right. And, yeah. and and I mean, by I, no means does Bruce Campbell come off as a dude that yeah, this lanky and, fucking dweeb. And <laughs> like the, I think they do a great job of trying to establish the badassery of Max at the beginning with his introduction because his introduction is cool. It's like yeah. you know working on the car, the sunglasses, just, and you just see you just see these little vignettes of different parts of him, like the sunglasses on. You see his boots and like clean his hands, turn the engine on, and all this shit. It was like a really cool way to set up. And but yeah, throughout the rest of the film, he kind of does kind of. I think they're trying to establish that he kind of has a softer personality. Yeah. Um, I mean, and and Goose is more of the kind of boisterous crazy. kind of you know the 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 bigger character. The very yeah. fact that Goose they, likes to have fun. Yeah, but the very fact that they even go into Max's family life and they follow him home, they don't do that with any other character. Well, well no, no, I don't. I, yeah, no. I don't they think do that. Show, Go, yeah, Goose at the bar. Yeah, they show Goose at the bar. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, yeah, but I, that's not like that's no, not I, an intimate situation. But it's as intimate as you get with that archetype. And you get the bromance. Between Goose I, and I wouldn't agree that I think Goose was like the more the leading person, the main character. I thought it was clear that Max was our late main character, but in yeah. terms of like yeah. character uh, uh, presence, Goose had more. Yeah, Goose no, had more. I think presence. what Chris was saying though in story storyline in the in their world that Goose was like his boss. Yeah, 
That's what superior. I, he had the he had the motorcycles that what MFP on it or whatever. Everybody's like, MFP. That was the name of the police oh, uh, department. Okay. I thought that was just a thing that I don't I know. Mean, why, but. Yeah, Mother, I mean, motherfucking patrol. There's no, there's no reason why Goose can't outrank Max. No, no, no. And Max is still. I don't know even know if there's ranks in there. If it's just chief, no, is the but, boss. but the whole there's, thing, only, there's only four of them. The guys. whole <laughs> thing that kicked this conversation off is Cody said that Max seems like yeah. a weak character until the very end. So we're talking about the last. 20 to 30 minutes when he begins his crusade of vengeance. Well, I mean, like, even like, it, like, acting chops wise. Okay. Even acting chops wise. Like, I feel like. But there's not, like, his whole thing is silent and, like, Until, walks off and carry a big stick. Yeah, like, he doesn't even take really much credit for, yeah. like, when it comes on the news right. and he, she's like, you're a hero again. He's like, oh, what? I didn't know who it was. But that's like, a, that's, that's, that's not easy to Southern play. draw? He went the Southern accent there? When you, you guys to, Australian, like, you want the southern? I, I hear actors say it all the time, like playing, playing, playing the character with like the least amount of lines, but you having to carry like a film is very, very hard to do because you have to do it through facial expressions right. and stuff like that. He's a young actor in this, and then obviously He's a fresh actor, yeah, like obviously uh, um, the guy who who gets to play um, Goose Goose has a way. Obvi- like like more likable character in the beginning of the film. Well, he's got more to work with. Can, can I also he's got more to work but, with? Like, uh, when you're talking about character archetypes, doesn't Goose just fucking scream he's going to be the dude he dies? Like, oh, he's yeah. He's just going to die. He's the Top Gun Goose. He, yeah. He, well, no, he, he's also like the Bill Paxton character yeah. of yeah. every yeah. goddamn movie Bill Paxton. Yeah. And how, and how do you it's not like, you, like Bill Paxton? You're too loud. You're too, you're too, you're too out there. You're, you're too, too much. Crazy. You're too excited. Yeah. You're too excited. You're, and you're, you're going to get killed yeah. by a kid who you're reckless. should, let's be honest, be playing professional horseshoes. By the way, he fucking took out his car, dude. <laughs> right? How oh, the yeah. hell did he do that? When he throws the brake like cylinder, brake cylinder. Yeah. yeah, he yeah. just tosses it in the air and just s- smacks that windshield perfectly. Yeah, good when you timing. live out on the road, man, you get good yeah. at shit like that. You, you, you get good at eyeballing speed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would just love it if Toe Cutter was just like, "You're a Here's fucking my, coward, uh, but, kid." But man, can you shot put a uh, uh, well, that's a break disc. cylinder. That's well. That's also like that's also my my uh, again another pr- a problem I have with this film. It's like okay, so you're not worried about a fucking brake cylinder hitting vehicle at let's say anywhere from forty to sixty miles an hour and hitting this gentleman through the windshield and killing him, but you can't set him on fire. Like oh right, oh, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you have a problem with setting him on fire. Like you, you know can- what. I liked that. I like that. Uh, I like that he struggled with it for a second. Because there is a difference between killing somebody up close and like trying to cause damage from far away. Yeah, yeah, and I, like not accepting the consequences there thereafter. I mean, I th- I, I bought it. I bought it. I did too. Also, that came. That no, I like that later, too, that made that character it? more oh, no, that interesting. That came right before it. That's that right. made that character way more interesting. It did because I was like, oh, I don't know how I'm supposed to feel about him because it's just kind of the weird kind of, fuck up at first. But he bounces back and forth from like totally evil to fucking like like a con man who you know like yeah, yeah. you get this at the end when he's trying to plead for his life basically right. and he's trying to like oh you're not going to really do this right <laughs> I was just taking a guy's boots uh-huh. you know and then he's like yeah. wait you can't kill you can't kill me. Yeah. It, like his character bounces all over the place. Like he, I really he's a like mega that. coward. And and the more I thought about this film, I also want to talk about something else that I noticed when I was watching this film. How much Tombstone <laughs> follows like almost every like weird plot line of this film. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? Like that's the same thing. Like Wyatt Earp 
does. Like the whole the whole two thirds of the movie, he's like really kind of hesitant and really like put foot down. But he's gonna like keep the law. There's a there's a cowboy that is a coward that keeps going back and forth between the the two things. Like he's he's giving oh, yeah. up on his guy. Like, like Ike. Yeah, it was he's, the, he's Ike. the Ike. Yeah, Ike yeah. Clanton. Like yeah. I feel like that. I like how I know Tombstone characters' names <laughs> by the way. Watch that movie a lot. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> But like no, it, it, like that 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 character, this Johnny Boy, right? Yes, he Johnny reminded me of that character in Tombstone. I can of see that, that now character, for sure. Kind of being like, oh, he's the one that like for some reason they're keeping around. But man, like he is not reliable. He will turn <laughs> his back as soon as he sees yeah. danger. See, yeah. You yep. know? No, I got I, I I didn't I didn't immediately draw parallels, but now that you pointed out, it makes total sense. I totally see it. Well, well. It's our little mother. That there is Kundalini. And Kundalini wants his hand back. I want my baby. Tell you what. I'll swap you. Please, give me my baby. Jesse. Jesse, Jesse. You've not got a sense of humor. Can I say something that I don't think you're going to be a fan of, Kyle? Yeah, go for it. I'm also not the biggest fan of the villain Toe Cutter. What? I'm the not. There, Fuck out of here. There I have to jump in because Jesus. that was Thank absolutely you, one of my favorite parts of this movie was he is him. so fucking intense. And to, fi- <laughs> to find out tonight that he was the one who played the villain in Fury Road. I forget his name. Uh, that that makes him even cooler because yeah. I'm like Toe Cutter to me like the way they set him up like he's just kind of silent and just kind of letting the other people sort of direct things and then he just turns around and squeezes that guy's face oh you know with the a- yeah. And he's just, he's like, the we're going to. Night Rider was his name. Yeah, think of him at night when you see the stars. Like, <laughs> I'm just like, holy shit, this guy is just turned nuts. Dude, his fucking hiss gets me every time. Yeah. I liked him. The, I, I liked his that. look. I liked the actor that played him. I fucking dug his look. His look was, his hair was like, like fucking wild, the man. The only other weird. person that I would have liked to have seen play that character is Clancy Brown. <laughs> like, <laughs> Clancy Brown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Him or this guy. All right, all right. But we got this guy, so I'm no, happy. No, I'm happy with it. Yeah, I'm glad you liked him, too. What the fuck, Cody? I just didn't... <laughs> I, I, I think comparative... Like Again, it's, it's hard not to compare this movie to the other movies because it's all you know in the series. But I mm. just... like The villains get, I feel like, bigger and better. I disagree with that, actually, 100%. On. I disagree with that 100%. The villain, I feel like the villains get bigger and better as it goes on, and I don't think you can compare this one to the other ones. Because look, those the, the, the next ones... Granted, I haven't seen... Thunderdome, but I've seen plenty of footage from it, trailers and stuff. It looks like it exists in the same kind of post-apocalyptic world. I can assume that of Road Warrior yeah. is in, and probably and which is also the same kind of post-apocalyptic world that Fairy Road exists within. Yeah. Whereas this one does not. This one actually actually feels out and weird compared to the other three oh, films. So it's I don't think it's necessarily you, you can necessarily compare that. I feel like you can compare Road Warrior to Thunderdome to Fury Road. Those ones feel like a little better parallels, but this one is definitely a different vibe. Of the movie, yeah, I don't know. Like it's it's and that's what I love about this. He's movie. he's like the Lex Luthor of of biker gangs, and the fact of where he he doesn't seem like he's the most threatening one. 
Oh, he's just I the thought sm- he was fucking nuts. He's just the smartest one. See, I don't. No, no, but no, 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 no. I didn't. I didn't think medicine. that. I thought he would seem like he was like the real muscle of the yeah. fucking I gang. Like, like, I felt like Buddha could have killed him at any time, anytime he wanted to, and it well, was about they, to at they, some point. If they, if they did, then they would have. I mean, no. I, I never got any. I, I then, never got mine. The hierarchy of a gang, like if one of them could have killed the leader and yeah. taken control, it would have already happened. I never got the impression that any one of them was ever about to try to play a mutiny on. No, they like Toe Cutter. Cutter. No, they're like his god. There was there was no shitless of them. Buddha, 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 Bubba, Buddha, Bubba, Bubba, whatever it is, Buddha. But this is a theme that carries through the rest of the movies. The leader of these gangs is almost godlike. He's he's the one who is true. He's uh he's the one who ar- always argues. He argues with them all the time on his decisions. Well, I, guess, I, I feel like, like as, a, as a proper close. as a proper left hand man, yeah, should. like but, he was a first mate kind of situation. Bubba was but. actually, I feel like, interjecting like thoughts into Toe Cutter's head. He was like sneakily saying things that were like influence Toe Cutter's decision when they were on the beach, for example, and they had the mannequin out. He's like. All this fun is for children, basically. He whispers it, and then Toe Cutter fucking blasts the shotgun and starts commanding the people. So then who's really the leader? Yeah, exactly. That's why I always thought like Bubba was kind of like, he's the right-hand man, but he's always feeding Toe Cutter. I took it as like they just had a very mutual respect, and they both kind of... That thought, could be yeah. too, but yeah, I thought it was more. I don't know. It's probably more like, along the lines of like you know, I like he's Chris's a, theory. I do. I, I'm not opposed to Chris's theory. I, I I think, but I also got a vibe that they're just kind of um like almost like he's the oldest member of that gang. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he has just the hierarchy. He has risen yeah. to the ranks to be second in charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and second in command. I think so. Yeah. He has the freedom to basically say whatever the fuck he well, wants on, to though. say. Do you think? Let me ask you this question. Do you think he was the second in charge even with? Knight Rider, or do you think Knight Rider was second in charge? I wonder about that. I don't know. No, I think he was second in charge, even with Knight Rider. Even with Knight Rider? Because why would Knight Rider be groomed to take his position? Uh, I think Knight Rider was just trying to get maybe Toe Cutters. Um, I, I, this is the thing. Okay, and this is and I think Knight Rider and what's the what's the other one that's Bubba. A, no the the young what's it Johnny Boy Johnny, Johnny, Johnny the, the boy. boy Johnny the Boy yes. Yeah. So I think I feel like those two characters are the exact same characters. Johnny the Boy is basically the next generation of the Knight Rider. So they both hmm. have this kind of crazy I want to be loud and get a bunch of attention type of thing. They're, they and and Toe Cutter is entertained by that and likes those kind of people Wait. around. So I that's that that was the vibe I got. So uh. like and that's why Toe Cutter was so attached to Johnny the Boy because he sees a young Knight Rider in him. That's true. Well, I, I well no, I guess that's not true. Well, because Buddha would be the only other gang member besides Johnny the Boy that doesn't have a nickname. I guess because I was wondering if the nicknames mean like something of, of of a rank in the gang. No, I don't. I just think that, I mean all all. I just thought it sounded cool. All the Mad Max characters have really crazy names. Yeah, like no, that's true. I mean, it's just a wacky thing. I, like I just really think it is just a, like gang. I, I know I know it's a simple argument, but I mean, why are they even going through all? If Johnny Boy is such a coward and he's so new and who gives a shit about him? Why do they go through all the effort to get him out of jail? Yeah, like I he's just, one of his own. He's one of his own, and one I think that own. just that—that's the draw of that gang. Is yeah, it's like you got this crazy guy toe cutter that fucking is 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 just a chaotic, almost like a Joker kind of character who just wants to ca- cause chaos wherever he goes. Right. Um, I felt like Bubba is the second hand guy. Yeah, I felt he was a little bit more even keeled. But he was also looked more merciless. Like, oh, yeah, that's what I liked about like, him. He almost like seemed like he was just like, 
Yeah, but I also I never got the impression that he was ever like. See, I got. I totally felt like he was trying to manipulate to cutter. See, I, got I don't th- think manipulate is the word. I think that they were like almost mono e mono, like they were hand in hand. Like we're the leaders. Toe cutter is the leader. But like I have his ear, like I can say certain things. Like he was like a more of a console, mm. if anything. Mm. Like there's nothing wrong with your second in command being like, I don't know if this is the best idea. Well, that's why you have a second in command. Yeah, it's somebody to, to be like a, 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 a voicing a separate opinion, right, or a different viewpoint. Well, I mean, it was stuff like you know when they're like gonna kill Max though, and it's like you better hurry up. And he's like, I got it. Like fuck you. Yeah, like, and then he dies. Yeah. Pretty quickly. So in, in a way, like, Toe Cutter was kind of like, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Look how the fuck Toe Cutter went out, though. That was even worse. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, they all get their asses yeah. pretty much he got kicked. Ran, but... he, he got ran over by a semi. Yeah. <laughs> and, his, and his fucking face. Chopped leg. up yeah. in a semi. <laughs> that was brutal. Half. That looked great. That looked really great. I, I like thought. that. I also like that Total Recall Bug Eye situation that oh, happened twice. Oh, that was so great. Twice in the film they do that. Definitely added yeah. to that yeah, scene. Yeah, and it's it's such a weird, like... Choice. Yeah, it's, it's it's not something that you would think would ever happen, but it, it's such a shocking, and it only happens so quickly, but you mm-hmm. see it, that yeah. you're just kind of like, what the fuck? But like, it also, really like... ramps I'm, up the... It wasn't too far out because I'm like, yeah, I probably that's probably what I would do if I was heading right at a semi. You'd my, probably pop your eyes out. My and eyes would <laughs> fucking bug out. They'd be like, so they tense. wouldn't, but the envisionment of it happening for some weird reason Makes sense. that's a good. It's yeah. almost cartoonish. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. The comic booky or something. I liked it. Was that. Cool, though. I thought it was a good. I, it, it worked. It didn't like make it, you know, cheesy or anything. I mean, let's talk about the star of this movie, can we? Was that the interceptor? The interceptor. <laughs> 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 the reason this is a cult film, am I right? <laughs> the car? You think so? The black car? Oh, that's one of the big things. Yeah, people yeah, that... people build replicas of this shit. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a badass. Car. I want one. If anybody out there has one, that's one to like give the... one to the show. I like the black one. I don't like the yellow. <laughs> I love the black one as well. I don't like the yellow either. Black like one's badass. Yellow. I don't understand why they went with the, those colors. I don't. Maybe that's the colors of po- police cars in Australia. I don't know. Yeah, that's co- color of law. I'm sorry. Yellow, blue. <laughs> yellow, blue. So people probably let us know. I mean, it might be. Who knows? Maybe because they need to be seen out in the road, you know? The cars didn't really get me until the black, I'm honestly, still the black interceptor. That mm. black interceptor is so cool with the- black interceptor is badass with the blower on it. Oh, my God. I love the blower has a switch, too. It's yeah. such a bullshit. That, that was the same thing that came out of my science project. You had a like, push button for the blower. That's such a bullshit thing, but when you're a kid, that's the <laughs> coolest thing in the world. I was like, I, I wish there was just a little more. Uh, again, no budget. So like, just the the like when they when he would ram the motorcycle people. Yeah, they fly over the bridge. You don't get to see any of that stuff because right. obviously budget wise, you get those in the later film, and then it's that's what Mad Max is like glorious. Uh, like mm-hmm. you're, you're you're you know you think that they didn't do a good job with the no with no what? they they did a great job of hiding it with what they had. Right, I think I, I think, think what you're yeah all, all the Dude. like the not seeing stuff is budgetary constraints. The the best the best death in this movie, and uh, like working with a budget too is it's really funny is Toe Cutter's death because the semi like they got the semi they got the guy to bring a semi truck out there and they're like I right, want to ride a bike we want to throw a bike a motorcycle into it and it's like well I don't want to destroy my truck so they mounted so what they did is they they mounted a fucking they welded a. Uh, 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 like a, a bulldozer, like bucket, yeah, to it, and then the the guy, somebody on set basically 
spray uh, hand painted the front of the truck onto the bucket so it still looked like the front of the truck. Oh shit! So they could hide the fact that there was a big metal guard bucket on it, and then they drove that into the fucking. You could see it on a quick shot when it, when it when the truck drives by. You see there's obviously a fucking thing mounted on the front of the truck to protect the truck, but. I think that was a really that again low budget, but did a well, great job hiding it. The crazy thing is, though, that truck like literally hopped on top of that motorcycle. Oh, yeah. like it it rolled over that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. That was real. Oh yeah, <laughs> that that and the, the most the craziest crash in this. And the only reason I think it's crazy is I f- I feel I've seen an actual box, an uh, actual like utility van like accident. Like, but at the beginning when they're chasing the night rider, and I think I think it's. Big bopper, yes, hits, it? hits that hits that utility van, and the thing yeah. spins wildly. Out oh, yeah. The whole back end almost completely like collapses in on itself, and you see what I hope is just a dummy in there, but <laughs> they could have been a guy <laughs> in there. Like that looked crazy as fuck. I, don't I do know. want, yeah, I do wonder how someone didn't die. I feel like there must have been some injuries. There's some crazy effects and like stunts, I should say. Yeah, the stunts I mean, are great. <laughs> great. Like, like we we talked about it off off of thing, but that guy that the motorcyclist who. The motorcycle hits him, he falls of off head. the motorcycle, and it smacks right in the back of the head. Yeah. And they thought well enough to say, hey, let's put a sound effect to even intensify it really <laughs> quite honestly. But, I mean, it's... It's it's, it's shocking. When yeah. you see it, you know... It, like, I, yeah, we were like joking about Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. When that when that helicopter crashes, you know it's not fake. Yeah. <laughs> like that yeah, cause, because you fucking like, oh, <laughs> wait, that didn't look like so, stage. There's something really, really terrifying about watching that exactly. happen. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm all, I'm all for putting like as long as somebody I'm doesn't all, die. As long as somebody didn't putting die. Real life accidents in my films. As long as they're they paid for the injuries and nobody's hurt. They paid for the injuries. <laughs> they paid for their own injuries. That's one thing. I mean, to get into it, I I do have a really hard. Except for I don't know, maybe the the music. Yeah, a lot of a lot of sexy jazz, huh? Sexy yeah, sax. The only thing that's probably the tech. The only thing on the technical side I can knock this movie for. Yeah, is really just the music. It, 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 it's too much music. Maybe there's a lot there of there was. Music you know what? There, there was, shouldn't have been. There was like <laughs> weird. It was one of those. It, it's it was a very trauma thing, right? What, what there was mean? music cues to establish locations. Yeah, yeah. the Hall of Justice. <laughs> like it had the same fucking sound every time. Cut to the Hall of Justice. Anytime you cut to Max's family, it was sexy sax music <laughs> that his wife was yeah. playing. <laughs> that was the funniest thing when I first saw this. I was like, "Ah, oh, this kind of music!" And then it cuts to reverse shot of Max, and she's actually playing. Something. I'm like, "Oh, that's a real sound happening in this movie." Okay, <laughs> for some reason, she's just performing. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. Good but, shit right there. But yeah, yeah I mean, music is, is kind of bonkers. That's like, I just thought it was overdone. I, I didn't think it was bad necessarily. I just thought they put music in every possible place they could. Like, oh, I thought it was bad. Like, even during conference. Okay, so you know when they find the hand and the guy comes over and yeah. he's like, oh, so-and-so says this is fine, so it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. They're playing music during that whole conversation that totally doesn't work right. for that yeah. scene. Like. I'm like, do you just are you just trying to fill in time? I'll say I'll say this like the music during the car chases worked. It fit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they nailed it there. But oh. yeah, everywhere else no. Everywhere else, yeah, it's a shit show. Bill Bill Clinton's sexy saxophone music doesn't work. Yeah, no, doesn't work. Not no, not in a post apocalyptic wasteland. It doesn't. <laughs> I don't think you're not you're at post apocalyptic. You're not at wasteland yet, Kyle. You're God damn wasteland. it! Don't take this away from me. It's post apocalyptic. Wasteland. <laughs> wasteland. Just don't think we're at the wasteland yet. We're at a wasteland. Uh, it's called the dump, Kyle. It is called camera the dump. Wi- 
like camera wise cinematography, like the way it's shot, I love even like the sped up shots that kind of don't look that they don't. bad. They don't. Nope. They don't look that bad. Sometimes they like strapped cameras like to the bottom of cars to obviously get some of those yeah, close angles. to the yeah. close to the road shots. Badass. Some of those are, <laughs> dude, some of those Fucking are great. Mike doesn't no. say badass often this, this show. This some movie was great with the motorcycles and the, the, them pulling yeah. into the shot. Like, well, he shot it anamorphic too, so that's like why it looks super wide. You know, like and it it actually had I when I was watching it, I was like, some of these shots look like shots that I saw in Duel. You know, like they probably use the same style of uh, or same kind of lens, like a thirty five millimeter mm. anamorphic, mm. which gives it a very cinematic look. And I I really appreciated that about this film. Like I thought the camera work was really good for such a low budget. Yeah. I, I would 100% agree. I have nothing additional to add to that. <laughs> Sorry. You just, everyone looked at me, so I felt like I needed to say something. Well, well, what's your opinion, Kyle, on anamorphic lenses? Uh, you know what? I, uh, I, all, uh, all about those anamorphs. Yeah, everyone, love those books. Love those books. Um, <laughs> the one where she turned into a bear, I thought, was uh, particularly I, you know good. What? I, I'm, more, I'm more a fan of the wolf when, it tur- when, when, the, when he turned into a wolf. Or a frog, was it? I can't remember. <laughs> Uh, the one, the, and then uh, I just have one more scene that I got to nitpick. Mm. One more scene I have to nitpick. One more before we can what, before we be? can leave. Yeah. We have to listen to you nitpick. What's it gonna be? It's the it's the end when uh, Johnny Boy is laying in the field, and um, oh, I cannot figure out where the fuck Bubba and uh, um, Toe Cutter are hiding. They got killed. They were no, 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 no. This is this is when they this is when they, they pull a trap. Oh, yeah. you're right, because they come screaming down the highway after that, like they were fucking a mile away. They shoot them with a handgun from like either a mile away, or they act like they were. I'm like, there's no trees. You would have saw them coming. Yeah, unless they were there's like a, crouched behind the weeds. Yeah, I kind of saw like the that they were pretty high. No weeds. It was it was not even knee high. Not they're pretty high. Actually. No, I was yeah, confused about that too. I, I was like, "Oh, where I'll did they agree. shoot him from?" Because then now they're coming from they, the distance know, hey, hey, down a highway. Maybe, maybe there's a reason why he's the number two in that gang. It's because mile long shot with a pistol, easy, easy. Because it is saved though. That scene is saved by my my by my favorite thing in this whole movie is that Mel Gibson plays someone getting shot in the leg. Like someone who got fucking shot in the leg. Yeah, he plays oh. it pretty fucking good. Everybody That's else the deadest who, leg I've ever seen. Yeah. Everybody well, else it would be dead yeah. if you got shot in the yeah. fucking leg. Everybody else who gets shot in the leg can run six miles. The rock doesn't even affect him. Yeah. <laughs> Bullet bounces off him. It's like this he's got like Rhino hide. Yeah. <laughs> Just falls off. Yeah. Mel Gibson plays it like he got shot in the fucking leg. I loved it, dude. Uh, I yeah. was so happy about I lo- that. I love yeah, because he's like he's dragging himself, man. There's like there's like some fucking suspense there. Yeah. There's yeah. intensity. I also love the setup for the Saw movies at the end of this. No one got Come on, guys. Chris does comedy. Come on, guys. Come on. Anybody? Saw. Show me another another movie where they actually utilize that method. You really want me to keep that joke in there? You want to keep keep digging a hole? You want to leave that joke in? What method are you talking about? I don't even you know what you're talking about. about. Are you fucking kidding me? He's like, you can cut through your leg in five minutes. You can cut through those handcuffs in 15. Like, that's essentially what Saul was. He only had two minutes. Yeah. 
He even had five minutes. That shit blew up. I don't even think he fucking knew. I just thought that was a badass MacGyver way to kill somebody. Fuck yeah, it was. And also loved that shot, though, when he was like driving up the road. I'm just like waiting for it. I'm like, that thing's going to blow up somewhere back there. I don't know where, but it's going to happen. And then it was more glorious. That's a great great fucking scene. And that scene really does set up like Mad Max as like the future badass. It is like the last, like, it's like the last semblance of this dude's insanity. Right. Like, because like, Okay, his wife gets killed, so yeah, he's gonna go get justice and stuff like that. But this is a situation where, like, this guy's kind of a coward. Like, he could have spared him and showed him mercy, being a good guy. But not only does he not do that, but he does it in this most, like, methodical and, like, fucking, like, merciless, not giving a shit. Like, he's just, yeah. give, the last fuck just he's flew having out fun the window. With it now. Yeah, he no, zero window, fucks. And he's at just this like, point. all right, well, I'm gonna find a clever way to torture this guy as well like <laughs> the other guys die pretty quickly i mean gunshots getting hit by a truck all right he lets this one kid who's just this is like, like the one guy he like he like it, it's like it's it's like he killed him with a knife he had to get up and close and personal and like yeah. feel the knife go in it was that sort of a kill like it was a very personal kill like for he him. wanted this guy to suffer yeah and that's when you're just like this is not a heroic thing to do yeah no this is this <laughs> is this is like anti-hero by definition yeah. right here this is <laughs> He's now become full Punisher mode. Yeah. Badass. It is badass. Again, I said it twice. It was a great fucking it. Twice and I agree. That whole scene where he's cruising away and you're waiting for the explosion. God, it feels like it takes forever. Yeah. They you really... just want it so bad. No, I think there's a cut. There's even a cut. That's but... like some James Wan anticipation going on there. <laughs> like, you're just like, where is it going to happen? What, what, what corner should I be looking in right now? <laughs> and then it's bigger than you thought it would be. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> What do you say we rate this mamma jammer? Let's do it. Yeah. What are we rating it, Kyle? No, oh, we're rating this fucking interceptors. Pursuit it, special, motherfucker. Pursuit special interceptor. Special interceptor. Special Let's start out with Mike tonight. I'm going to give this film a four and a half. I forgot how good this film was. Like, mm. I mean, the fact now I'm like actually kind of disappointed that I it, it took me so long to like come back to it that I haven't watched it in like a decade. <laughs> like, uh, you know. To compare it to like another post-apocalyptic film, uh, The Warriors, which also is you know a great film in its own right, like I feel like this film does a lot, a, a better job, like in a weird way of like creating a more chaotic world than that place it did. Like I feel like The Warriors has like they have cops and they're running around and stuff like that, but these cops don't seem like they have anything under control. It really does feel like there's like there's no government anymore. Yeah. And it's just these four dudes that decided, like, just that decided be like, well, to we, keep the law. <laughs> yeah, I guess well somebody's got to fucking do it, so I guess we will. And like it it just feels like the wild west and it it and it does a really good job. And it, and I mean I I feel like it goes throughout the entire film franchise. But like Fury Road does this too. It's like you don't need to have a backstory about what's going on in the world because it gives you. It, the, he does. George Miller does such a good job world building, mm. where it's just like you get the sense of like, oh man, this must suck to live here. Like you, know, I just saw the Bad Batch. Mm-hmm. Like that, it didn't do quite. Like I felt like even that film didn't do quite as good as like how George Miller does it, where it's like. Yeah, I get there's cannibals and there's some weird fucking clubbers sitting out in the desert and stuff like that, but they're so big and weird that I don't really get it. Like, this film, for some reason, I don't know why his films do this, but, like, they just do such a good job of, like, 
instilling a sense of fear, like, I am so fucking glad I don't live in that world. I am so glad. And I, for that alone, man, yeah, the four and a half interceptors. Four and a half from Mike. Chris! I'm going to give it a four. Um, I am really happy that I got to go back and revisit this film. It was super fun to watch. In fact, I, I actually watched this movie twice. Um, and it was mostly because I, you know, there were moments that I checked out the first time that I watched it. I was like, wait, how did that happen? And how did how, you know, I actually wanted to go back and re-explore it, which is a good thing. Um, and you know, to do it so immediately. So I really had fun watching it. I think the stunts are so fun to watch in this for what budget they had for this to be considered probably an independent film at the time. Like, they, they they had a vision, they had an ambition, and they went for it. Mel Gibson is really good, actually. You can see that he's a, he's a good actor. He's really young looking, but you know you you see what he becomes um, and how he builds this character. Almost like like I feel like I don't know. Maybe you guys disagree. Is this kind of like a Snake Plissken character? Like, do you think it's he's in got the a same realm? Vibe, yeah. yeah. So it's like Snake Plissken it's vibe. a classic. I mean, you know, f- for for it to be in, turned into a classic character. It's definitely a cult film, and it's definitely an iconic uh, film. So four, um, I just felt, yeah, there was a couple of moments of pacing that was a little off, but overall, great. I will give it uh, a three point five. I'm right under a four. I think it's a it's it's a it's a good movie. I don't think it's, um, I don't know. I like I just like the other one so much better that I can't say it's it's a great movie because it's like once you see what George Miller can do when he gets money and like can really create the world that you see that he wants to create in the other ones, it's kind of hard for me to enjoy the beginning of it. And plus like the or, origin story thing too is kind of like I had I had again I had problems with him and his wife. I didn't like under, like their relationship wasn't built strong enough for me in this f- film. I feel like for it to me to really care about her dying, the kid the same thing. The kid disappears in the film. I feel bad for Max, and I understand why he goes crazy. You know what I mean? But as far as like that relationship, I don't really care. You know, um, and but everything like technical wise, I really like. It's just. I don't know. It's an origin story, and origin stories are always usually like I feel like the weakest in any superhero movie. <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like it's just it's just how I feel. So uh, three point five, the, the great movie. Watch it. I mean, for technical aspects alone, like if you want to see how to make a fucking killer ass movie on a low budget. This is this is the way to do it. Kyle, uh, I'm gonna uh, go with a four on this one. Um, you know, I'm to. <laughs> To not 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 purposefully counter Cody's point, but I was going to bring this up in my review. I think this is a solid origin film, and that's kind of the reason why I actually kind of hold this one in higher regard than Road Warrior. My my of the Max films, it I think for me it definitely goes like Fury Road, then Mad Max, then Road Warrior, um, and who knows where Thunderdome will lie when I see it. Probably at the bottom. <laughs> it's got Tina, it's got Turner. Tina Turner. In Tina it. Turner's the bottom. A fucking villain, dude. But I love this movie. I think it's I I love how it establishes this character. I think I I think it does a good job of making me at least care about the fact that Max genuinely thinks he's doing the right thing by staying a cop in this shitty world and he wants to get out but he keeps getting pulled in. I think they do a great job of establishing that he does what's right type of a guy. And you know, his life gets fucking ripped away from him. 
and he snaps. And you see him snap in the final scene, like Mike pointed out, that last piece of humanity had was basically handcuffed to that car that blew up, you know? And I think it's a great way of setting up this character and this character's arc going forward. Um, Mel Gibson kills it. I don't know if this is this is his first film, but it's pretty... not his first film. It's not okay. Well, he's he still he still does a great job, especially when he went, especially at the end when he snaps. He plays crazy really well. Um, but yeah, overall four for me. I I think this is a great cult film and just an awesome movie in general. So check it out. Would you say? Would you agree that? Let me just ask this: Is it, is it a cult series? I'm pretty sure it's a cult series. Or does it get too big? It's a for cult its... character. How about that? Yeah. Just like Snake Plissken is a cult or does, character. I was gonna say, or does it get too big for its britches? With like, I would say, what well, well, probably wrote with Thunder, uh, Thunderdome. Thunderdome yeah. is probably it's pretty much the Thunderdome is probably the most Hollywood one before before uh, Fury Road. Even Fury Road doesn't feel Hollywood. No, Fury Road but feels definitely... feels independent but badass. I feel like I feel like you can see the touches of Hollywood and Thunderdome. Touches. It's got <laughs> Tina Turner in it. Huge. Yeah. <laughs> See the touches, is what I'm saying. Like, Everybody yeah. who wanted to be an actor was in that Thunderdome. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, can I... This, this film isn't that far off a Grindhouse film. It isn't that far I mean, far this off. is a drive into the film. Let's yeah. be honest. This is totally a drive if it was like, film. If it was a tad more bloody violent, I feel like... A little more gore, yeah. No, but this falls into the this falls in the proper category of seventies. I mean, you, you had you had you had sexploitation films. You had you had blood films. You had car films of the seventies. Like no, this is definitely a car film. You know what I mean? Like it, it it and it has the the proper recipe. I mean that what Chris is kind of pointing out where like maybe there's a few port points in the middle where it kind of drags and slows. I mean, fucking Christ, that is a seventies exploitation film to a T. Like <laughs> well, you just... have some crazy cool shit at the beginning. Some crazy cool shit at the end, and a little little tiny bit peppered in to keep you awake that's in the a, middle. That's a, that's a '70s film trope. Someone has to go on a walk at some point in a '70s film <laughs> through some kind of scenery. The woods, it's, the yeah, beach, the beach. Like, yeah, play Misty for me. They went on nine walks. Yeah, you get they the, get all the, the look. The the whole middle section is for making out in the car, and then you 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 finish up with the fun, with the you have the beginning and you have the end to pay attention to. Right, that's a '70s film. There you go. You heard it from Kyle. All right, guys, that is our show for this week. Make sure you follow us on social media at Cult Film. Social media? You follow us at social media? You follow us at the social media. <laughs> follow us at social media. This is a place, people. This is a place. <laughs> it's called socialmedia.com. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Cult Film underscore review. You can follow us on Facebook. Oh, YouTube. Oh. Leave us a review. Do we have any reviews? No, none, none for today. Did right. we check? I did check. So. <laughs> did we actually yeah. check? I looked at real hard. I'm trying to mine for reviews right now. Actually, I got my supercomputer oh, going. Man. See what I'm saying there? Jesus Christ! A little crypto, little, little, little crypto <laughs> comedy for you there. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. Yes. <laughs> That was really good. Good job. Yeah, that was good. Man. Your timing so it's gotten so good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like I said, follow us on social media. You can follow Kyle. You can follow me on Instagram at ColtFilm underscore Kyle. You can follow Chris at Instagram ColtFilm underscore Chris. You can follow my guy. At Mike Salutio on Twitter. You can follow me at VHS Collect on Instagram. That's our show. Remember, you're going to join a cult. Make sure they watch good movies. We'll see you next time.